Okay, people, so you know what time it is. It is time for this week's Echo Chamber, baby. And it's a free, that's right, people. I didn't stutter. It's a free harder. Two interviews, people. Woo! These are fun. Trust me, these are fun. But, but as we do, we're going to start off with um, a couple of reviews. You know what I mean? You know, our bread and butter, right? So, we're going to look at a couple of new films out. Oh, a film and a documentary. Okay? And then we'll get into the other stuff. But, um, as we do, let's start with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 30th of April to the 1st of May. So, at number 10, we have Achaya. I, I have no clue, right? There's no information. I have no clue, people. There you go. Um, at number nine, it's Matt Reeves, The Batman. Reeves co-wrote the film with Peter Craig and Bill Finger. And you know Robert Patterson stars as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batboy. Zoe Kravatz plays Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Pussy Galore, Catwoman. Right, we got Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon, the commish. Colin Farrell is Oz. Paul Danu is the Riddler. Andy Serkis is Alfred. There's mad cats up in this, all right? At number eight, we looked at this a couple of weeks ago. The unbearable weight of massive talent. And people, if you haven't watched it, go check it because it is outstanding. Directed by Tom Gormican, who co-wrote with Kevin Etten, starring Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal, Jacob Scipio, uh, Ike Benholtz, Sharon Horrigan, Neil Patrick Harris, Tiffany Haddish, you know, Lil Moshin. They're all doing their thing, baby. So... At number so, so, seven, we have Operation Mincemeat. This is the new joint from John Madden. Um, it's an adaptation of a book, right? So, book was from Ben McIntyre. The screenplay is from Michelle Ashford. And it's starring Colin Firth, Matthew McFadden, Kelly McFadden. Donald, Rufus Wright, Ruby Bentall, you know what I mean? Okay, so then at number six, I still need to see this one. It is Robert Edgar's, Robert Edgar's, Edgar's, yeah, Robert Edgar's The Northman. He co-wrote it with Shagon, starring Alexander Sarsgaard, Nicole Kidman, Klaza Mook, Ethan Hawke, Anna Taylor-Joy, William Dafoe. Yeah, this looks like my sort of joint, baby. Um, right, so we are now in the top five. All right, so at number five, it's the bad guys. 
right? This is the new animated joint from Pierre Perfil. Okay, written by Yoni Brenner, Etten Coran, and Aaron Blabby. Uh, voices of Sam Rockwell, Mark Marin, Aquafina, Craig Robinson, Anthony Ramos, Richard Akayeda, Zazie Beats, Lily Singh. Yes, yeah, a fat cast. Fat cast. At number four, it is the Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of a Dumbledore from David Yates, written by Steve Cloves and J.K. Rowlings. You know what I mean? Mads Mickelson, Ezra Miller, Catherine Walderstone, Jude Law, Eddie Redmayne. You know, you know. So at number three, it is uh, the Knee Brothers, Aaron and Adams, The Lost City. So Adam co-wrote with Dana Fox and Oren Izzil. And it's starring Sandra Bullock. Shannon Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, Divine Joy, um, Randolph, Brad Pitt, Oscar Nunez, Paddy Harrelson, you know what I mean? Uh, So at number two, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, right? Jeff Fowler, you know what I mean? It's written by John Whittington, Josh Miller, and Pat Casey, Ben Swartz, Idris Elba, Jim Carrey, James Marsden, Kalino Shanasin, uh, Tika Sumter, Natasha Rothwell, Lee Magagold, right? Which means our number one film of the week. It is a Dalton Abbey, <laughs> the new age. Yeah. Okay. So um, Michael Engler directed this. And it is written by Julian Fellows, who, you know, did the first film, did the TV show, all of that jazz, right? So we have got Maggie Smith, Michelle Dockery, Tuppence Middleton, Matthew Good, right? Elizabeth McGowan, Alan Leach, Joanne Froggart. Man, just all your Downton favorites, I imagine. Um, so yeah, there you go, people. Right now, before we get into our films, a little bit of festival news for you. Okay, okay, let's. Okay, people, if you like a film festival then this is something that could very well pique your interest, okay? Because Odyssey, a Chinese cinema season, is launching in the UK this May. Collaborating with Picturehouse Cinemas, the Prince Charles Cinema, and Shift 72 for your online streaming, the festival will create a hybrid experience to reach as many attendees as possible across the UK and worldwide. Named after one of the most significant works of the Western canon, Odyssey aims to offer an exciting and mysterious journey through the contemporary cinematic world. 
Odyssey strives to empower the shared appreciation of cinema, drive inclusiveness in the film industry, and facilitate cross-cultural communication. The festival will not only introduce the latest young Chinese film talents to the UK audience, but also host panels with industry experts, scholars, and filmmakers to boost creativity and exchange ideas. The curation of Odyssey revolves around diverse themes and genres. The screenings range from short films and features to new moving images by contemporary Chinese artists, demonstrating a pioneering and artistic spirit. Short film programs like Shanghai Animation Film Studio Retro attempt to break the boundaries between narrative and aesthetics and reimagine cinematography and visual art dimensions. In the feature film section, topics like Women Through Lens and Chinese regional cinema showcase the dynamics of Chinese society, culture, and aesthetics. All screenings will include a series of Q&As prepared by the curation team and special guests, including filmmakers, academics, curators, and critics. Industry-focused panels were the festival's highlights last year, which have attracted over 500 participants. Now in its second year, rebranded Odyssey, has prepared another 10 new industry topics from global, global sustainability to new business models, from co-production to distribution, from regional cinemas to female film programmers. All subjects are the leading visions and will help explore film-related collaborations between UK and Greater China. The opening film screening event will be hosted in person by the Picturehouse Cinemas in London and Edinburgh on the 10th of May with a reception. The festival program will bring about a whole month of Chinese cinema from the 10th of May to the 10th of June 2022 with more than 60 films in eight curated sections. 10 panel discussions and Q&A sessions. Outstanding, innovative, and inspiring. These films promise to add some sparkle to 2022. Most of the program will be available online for all audiences across the country. And several prop-up special cinema screenings will come up throughout the festival. The online festival platform of Odyssey will be powered by Shift72, a leading streaming technology that has been used by renowned international festivals such as Cannes and Toronto. Okay, so our film program, right? A little bit of overview. The opening film will be Hard Love. This is a UK premiere. The opening film, Hard Love, centers on the wave of single girls. It discusses social hotspots like love, marriage, family, work, and childbirth, which today's youth are most concerned about. Spanning eight cities, 
including Shanghai, Beijing, Xi'ang, San Francisco, and Kwai Island. This documentary offers a group portrait of Chinese single women within a de delicately designed 97 minutes. Modern single women are also a heated topic for young people in the UK. Based on this mutual concern, this opening film shall go beyond the national boundary and bring audiences together. So that will be playing at 7.30 on the 10th at Picture House Fulham. Okay, so you've got pop-up special cinemas. Um, with these, we'll have films like Lan Yu, a classic that has come through the decades of critics. Lan Yu is one of the best gay films that China has ever produced. The film is not driven by homosexuality. It is a story about love. Its storytelling captures the arc of two souls and the visodicity of Beijing over a decade. This 20th anniversary 4K restoration version brings its 90s tonality to life to the fullest. That will be playing on the 12th at the Prince Charles Cinema. Uh, then there's River of Salvation. This is a UK premiere. First's favourite uh, River of Salvation unfolds a down-to-earth portrait of life in a small town in southern China with a meticulous, meticulous narrative. Narrative structure and its last six minutes reversal, the script draws enormous emotional power from the deeply buried history of millions of ordinary women and their everyday struggles. This plays on the 17th of May, 7.30 at Picture House, Finsbury Park. There's going to be some short films playing, such as Neo Horizon. Right. The festival has curated this screening an award category called Near Horizon. The audience award, our audience will have the opportunity to review and select films which will be nominated for this award. The curation team of Odyssey have selected six outstanding short films from all 123 submissions for this award. These refreshing and reflective films explore a vast range of critical issues facing our society today and transport viewers explore the unique relationship between place, city and an individual in a mysterious cinematic world. Right, there's an exploration. This section consists of 29 award-winning short films, highlights the different genres, themes, and aesthetics of 20th century China's cinema. Ranging from atmospheric shorts to incisive documentaries, this section begins with a slice of contemporary Chinese sci-fi before delving into musical productions in inventive animations, and the comedy drama, dramas about cross-cultural misunderstandings. 
The section features a schoolgirl with a genius IQ, a drummer who finds inspiration in an ancient bathhouse, and a hard-of-hearing boy desperate to pursue his dancing dreams. The directors defy tackle, definitely tackle serious social issues, including sex trafficking and the SARS outbreak, alongside subtle character studies. There's the Galaxy Artists Moving Image. This is a must-watch experimental film program spotlighting innovations in the moving image, breaking the boundaries between film, text, and art creation. These films roam in their own artistic galaxy and are all the cutting edge of Chinese experimental cinemas. The abstract concepts that drive the galaxy are no less exciting as the creators channel questions of cognition and perception through images of war, blindness, and light itself. These selected moving images represent the thrilling point of which film and visual art meet, creating a groundbreaking medium for euphorical expression. And then there will be Shanghai Animation Film Studio Retro. This retrospective program is in itself second edition, supported by Shanghai Animation Film Studio. This section will be screened online from the 20th to the 26th of May by looking back at classic Chinese animation, such as Little Carp Jumps Over the Dragon Gate and The Little Stream from the 1960s, Nine Colored Deer and the Dev Deer's Bell from the 1980s, now in 2K restoration, this section offers UK audiences the opportunity to enjoy animated films in different eras and art styles while learning about the history of Chinese animation. There will also be um, feature films on uh, online. So the emerging waves, right? This section pays special attention to the new generations of independent art house and documentary productions. From the 12th of May to the 19th of May, six innovative and inspiring films will be shown in this section in offline and online formats. Lan Yu, 4K restoration, which is one of the best gay films that China have ever produced will be shown on the 12th of May. Another award-winning title, River of Salvation, will be shown on the 14th. Apart from these special offline screenings, four additional films will be shown online via Shift 72 from the 13th of May. Being Mortal reproduces the bitterness of life by depicting an Alzheimer's patient's family. The fourth wall creatively uses the parallel universe as a narrative technique to discuss how to reconcile which family with family society and ourselves. Black Tide Coast follows a poetic style 
aiming to depict abstract emotions, ideas, and feelings beyond the control of images. And the arc utilizes documentary images to recall the complicated relationships between individuals and society, science, and religion. Women Through the Lens, this section focuses on women's life experiences, which will be screened online from the 27th of May to the 2nd of June. This section currently consists of seven films. Wind expresses the plight of single mothers and daughters from ethnic minorities in a patriarchal society. Lum Conquers All shows an ambivalent intimate relationship that can conquer as well destroy everything. Springtide portrays a mother-daughter relationship of two generations in which both warmth and confirmation are intertwined. One summer through the eyes of the protagonists to reflect many social issues arising in China today, including marriage, education, urban development, and a political system. And finally, Chang Yi draws on the classic Chinese myth of Chang's, Chang Yi running to the moon to create an iconic and compassionate mirror metaphor between the unearthly fairy and the exhausted 55-year-old factory worker. Only You Alone takes us on a journey through the struggles of a young girl with epilepsy trying to realize her dream of dancing. We are also honored to have Ji Fei's Girl from Human with us, which is a pioneering work from the 1980s that reflects on on and critiques the tragic situation of women trapped in feudal traditional marriages. So, people, as you can see, there is a lot happening. But, as mentioned, there are also discussion panels. So, the panel one, Twin Flame, the reception of British cinema among a Chinese audience. Um, Panel two, virtual production and potential impact on film co-production. Panel three, women's practice in the contemporary Chinese film industry, female film programmers on the rise. Panel four, potentials and obstacles for British cinema showcase in China. Panel five, Chinese original cinema. Panel six, global sustainability as a storytelling strategy for non-Hollywood films. Panel seven, future development of Chinese animation industry and international collaboration. Panel eight, an investigation into current press coverages of Chinese language films in the UK. Panel nine, New business ideas and models for UK-China film collaborations. And panel 10, new distribution strategies for Chinese films in the UK. So, 
there is a lot going down at Odyssey, people. And it all starts on the 10th of May. So, this isn't one to be missed, right? Now, we've got all the links and information in the episode in info, you know, as we do. So, make sure you go check it out because, you know, do you really want to miss a month-long extravaganza like Odyssey? Okay, people, let's get things popping with, um, yeah, a new Chris Pine joint, The Contractor. Okay, so... A couple of episodes ago, in episode 195, we looked at a new Chris Pine film. And, uh, yeah, we have another one, right? Yeah, he was in a, you know, a new film called The Contractor. Okay, so, um, yeah, this one is directed by Tariq Salah, written by J.P. Davis. Um, it is produced by Basil Ilwank and Erica Lee. Executive produced by Daniel Steinman, Robert Simmons, uh, Esther Hornstein, Micah Green, Jonathan Furman, Dan Friedkin, uh, Adam Fogelston, Michael Flynn. Josh Bratman, Samantha Alwinton, and Chris Pine, co-produced by David Minowski and Carmen Pepila. Okay, music is from Alex Belcher. Cinematography is Pierre Aim. It is edited by Thies Schmidt. Casting is Florina... Fernandez, production designer Roger Rosenberg, art direction is Luca Bukura, Heather R. Dumas, Iona Pieya, Gregor Pesuriu, and Carmen Ratai. Okay, so costume design is Louise Neeson. And outcast. Well, we have Chris Pine, who plays James Harper. His wife, Brianna, is played by Gillian Jacobs. And their son, Jake, is played by Sander Thomas. So we get some flashbacks to young James, who is played by Toby Dixon. Um, James's dad is played by Dean Ashton. Um, we then have got, oh, his best friend, Mike, played by Ben Foster. Um, Mike's wife, Christine, played by Tyna Russian. And their son, Mike Jr., played by Nicholas Noblet. Um, yeah, we then have got... Uh, Rusty, played by Kiefer Sutherland. Um, 
Oh, yes, there is. Uh, what's his name? Salah. Salah? Salah. Who the fuck played Salah? Oh, dear, oh, dear. Salim, even. Uh, Salim is played by Fayez. Fayez. His wife, Sophie, is played by Amira Kazar. And their son, Yanis, is played by Artisio Mian. Okay. Um, yeah, oh, I think they've got a daughter played by Olivia, played by Tudor Villio. Right. We've got. Um, a whole heap of other people. Virgil, played by Eddie Marzen. Uh, Kaufman, played by Florian Monteo. Uh, Eric, played by J.D. Pardu. Um, Katia, played by Nina Hoss. Um, Tito, Brandon Melendi. Um, Dalton, played by Tate Fletcher. Ernie, played by Malossi Leonard. Uh, Dave, played by Nico Wooland. Kelly, Eva Asuko. Yeah, I'd say that's probably about it. Right? And the gist of the film is this. After being involuntarily discharged from the US Special Forces, James Harper decides to support his family by joining a private contracting organization alongside his best friend, Mike. And under the command of a fellow veteran, Rusty, overseas on a covert mission, Harper must evade those trying to kill him while making his way back home. So, yeah, that's that's the film in a nutshell. Um. Like it looks nice, you know what I mean? The the way it's shot, the filters used, it does invoke right the kind of feel that they're going for, right? They're you know, this kind of bare bones, kind of hard tail, right? People up against it, all of that. That you you do get that sense. The problem I kind of felt was I don't care, right? Like, you've got some information, like, you know, he's discharged from the army and all of this, right, because he's trying to heal up his leg. But it was a bit like, you know, I mean, they say, oh, they never test. Oh, but all of a sudden they're testing. I kind of still feel... You, you kind of look in other ways, you know what I mean? Because of the risk of, right? You, I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, well, they never do. So I'm just going to do this. You'd be like, ah, but they might. Because there's, you know, I know people in the army, there's random tests and shit. So I kind of, like, that was all a bit like, really? Like, that's the, right, really? You know what I mean? Like, there's stem cell treatment. There's all these other things. So that just in in itself was a bit like, huh, okay. Now, 
you you then have him, you know, like I don't want to do private contracting, but you know that's the way it's gonna go, right? That's a bit obvious. But the the whole rusty situation, like from the jump, you know something's gonna go wrong, but it's like, okay, but what? Right? And then the thing that does the way they do it, it all seems a bit like, but why? Right? You kind of felt there is so many other ways to resolve this situation. Why the fuck would someone go that way? You know what I mean? It was all a bit, it's just all a bit out there. You know, the, like the police turning up right away. You know, you kind of look at it and be like, I mean, surely there's contingencies, right? Surely you'd think, okay, if the police were going to come, they'd be coming from this direction. So we should be more over here or more dead. Like, there just seemed a load of things that were just a bit like, how the fuck did these supposed professionals not think to themselves this could be a thing, right? So we have all of this stuff going down. Like, there's other things, like, it, it, it's that typical thing of one person against a load of people with guns, but none of them are hitting the person, right? And, and he's there's a scene where, you know, Harper's out in the open, essentially. All these people shooting, no one's hitting him. And it's just like, how the fuck are these people, these ex-Marines and whatnot, missing? I don't, like, I just can't buy that all of these people would be missing, right? I, I think when you're doing these scenes, I in the 80s, you, you kind of like, oh, okay, God, that's crazy. But I think now... Audiences are more nuanced to this shit. You have to give someone a reason why things might not be working. Whether it's sunlight, reflection, you know what I mean? Some turns. Give us something. But the, the way these kind of come, it just feels mad lazy, right? So you have all of this. But yeah, just this stuff keeps on happening. But it all feels just a bit like... But why? Right? Why? You know, we, we have this big thing in this factory. It's given some info. And we seem following up on that. And it's all a bit like, okay, why is the person going to trust? Right? Why aren't they going to notify? Right? There's just all these things. It's like, okay, but, you know what I mean? Then you just just have him now on the run and just like all the things. It just feels a bit, you know, he, like he's best friend, best friend, and you kind of feel with that comes, you know. I think you can ask certain questions. You don't necessarily go, oh, this must have been the thing, right? Because. Essentially, at that point, it could have been anything. So there's all these leaps 
in directions, but you're just like, okay, where where's the logic for this? Right? It, it, it just it just seemed like shit thrown at the wall, but with no real you know, full of story here. There was just these ideas. Oh, it'd be cool if we did this. Maybe we do that. But it's like, all right, how are you getting from here to there? You know what I mean? Give me something plausible. Like, listen, I know these stories, they're always out there. That's fine. But give me just a little something that I can go, yeah, I can kind of see that. Right? I can kind of see. Because what we get, yeah, it's weird. And I say, these people, army, been in the army for years, body armor. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like, if you're going up against, how are you not coming with body? Like, what? What? And if you've been shot, you're not just standing there in the middle of nowhere, just like, you know what I mean? It's like trying to find, like, just, yeah. This, it, it, the story just, it just didn't work for me. It, it, I, I didn't feel pulled in at all. But as I said, look, it looks nice. Kiefer Sutherland, some decent acting. Like, the role doesn't really offer him a great deal to... um work with here but with this with the contractor it is a little bit similar to all the old knives right in in the fact that you have this story but kind of feel we've seen it done better right the the, the whole logic isn't necessarily there so you know you're trying to get into the story but there's like, you just don't care about any of the characters. We're not given a reason to invest with these people, you know? that's That was my thing. So, listen, if you, I mean, if you liked all the old knives, then I feel you will like this, you know? If you're looking for something with mad substance, I don't think this is the flick, you feel me? But if you just want a little espionage, Right, little action. You know, you, you, you don't want to think. I think this will probably speak to you, you know, but it's on Prime, right? So you've got Prime, boom, check it out, you know? But yeah, the contractor. Okay, and we will close off part one with this new Netflix documentary. Hold your breath, the ice dive. God damn it, sounds chill. Okay, people, so this documentary is kind of fucking crazy, right? It, I, I, I feel like when you hear about this, you just kind of like, nah, that ain't possible, right? Now, I think the big thing is, right, so, yeah, I shouldn't, ah. The documentary is Hold Your Breath, The Ice Dive, right? And, man, I can't remember when, but I remember listening to Win Hoff on the Joe Rogan experience. And it was just fascinating. 
Now, I'd already known about cold plunges, you know, the benefits of those things, right? But the way Hoff broke it down, you know what I mean? And the things that he can do, you're just like, yo. So when I saw this, you know what I mean? Because at first, you, you know, without knowing about Hoff, I would have been like, nah, there's something, this cannot be real. But it's like after hearing, you know, and understanding what Hoff can do, you understand, oh, shit, people can do this stuff, man. So it's just like, yo, what can this young lady achieve? Right. So the documentary is directed by Ian Derry and it's focusing on Johanna Nordblad, who is a free diver, you know. Um, also, we have her sister, Elena Maninen, right? Um, so, yeah, there are two main focuses of this. The music is from Galea Bizengaliva. Uh, it is edited by Julian Quantrill. Uh, sound is Paul Darling. Camera work is... Um, uh, and cinematography is Teppo Salonen and Tomi Stenquivist. Uh, then additional music is Robert Ames, Ben Corrigan, and Shovan Jaman. So, yeah, the gist of this craziness is we follow free diver Johanna Nodblad in this documentary as she attempts to break the world record for distance traveled under ice with one breath. Yeah. So it's not just women under the ice. It's with one fucking breath, right? Which, you know, that just seems insane. Seems insane. Now, I think they do, I think when she talks about it, it says like, oh, it could be about three minutes, which when you look at that, you know what I mean? I've definitely heard people that can hold their breath for, you know, three minutes, five minutes, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I think Lard, um, shit, I forgot homie's name. He's a surfer. But I think he was saying that he could hold his breath for, you know, this long period of time. So yeah, that's the thing. But then when you couple it with, Ice cold water, right? Ice cold water. Nah, because you know, I've I, I you know I've been held under surfing, right? Uh, one time I came off my board, and then I just got caught, like you know what I mean, just with the current, and, and so you just pulled down, yeah, you know, and it's just like it's crazy. Right, because you're trying to hold your breath and you're just like, I don't know how much longer I can do with this shit. And that felt forever, right? And it probably wasn't longer than a fucking minute. You know what I mean? But that point, I mean, as, as soon as I managed to get to the surface, it's like, <gasps> so I don't even, yeah, I'm just, just me, I ain't attempting shit like this, but we really get, you know, this, this look inside what is driving Johanna to do this, you know? So, obviously, right, someone who, who's doing this, 
they were always down for this kind of craziness ever since she was a little girl. So, you know what I mean? It's just all of that. And how she would, you know, tell her sister, yo, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't about girls things, boy things. I'm just wanting to do this shit, right? So never think to yourself, oh, that that's a boy thing. Nah, we can do this shit too, right? So, boom, that's the, that's, I think that's a great attitude to have, you know what I mean? And, and I also feel, right, with this documentary, regardless of the ice aspect, like, I think it is something that, you know what I mean, should definitely be shown to girls. I mean, it should be shown to everyone, but definitely girls, right? Because it's it's that mindset of, no, 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 there's, there's not this boy thing, girl thing. This is just like, yo, if you want to do it, be determined to do it and let's go. Right now, obviously, there's going to be some things that, you know, a guy might have more luck with, right? And something like this, where you have to hold your breath, because for the most part, guys have a larger lung capacity. You know, I think you can train yourself to, you know what I mean, give your lungs more ability to hold that oxygen but there does come these limits. So that's what makes this even bigger, right? The fact that she could train herself to do this, you know, because I think the, yeah, the men's record, do you know what I mean? Like when they break down what that is, you know what I mean? It, it gets mad interesting, right? So we, we just have this look and everything like that. But then also, and what makes sense, right? She doesn't dive alone. Her sister always comes out with her. And yeah, it makes sense because if you get into trouble, you know what I mean? There's someone to kind of help, but it's kind of dark too, because this is like, yeah, you know, there's certain points that if something went down, I couldn't do anything. So, I mean, and we talk about the worst case scenarios, you know what I mean? And sometimes I think maybe I'll be driving home alone. And it's just like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Just Im imagine having that thought in your fucking head. But then, like, they, they, they ask the sister, like, you know what I mean? Would you rather she doesn't do this shit? Right? And, and you know, a lot of the times when we watch these things and someone's like, yeah, I'd rather, but I'm not going to hold them back. Because this is like, this is gangster too. This is like, no. You know what I mean? She's got to do this. This is what she loves to do. This is what drives her. You know what I mean? So it, it's just, although we see Johanna doing the challenge, there is this support system around her, which is, you know, mad interesting. And, you know, it's just the breakdown of the challenge, everything that goes into it. It is pretty fascinating. Also, right, it, it is how global warming kind of affected everything you know which i kind of you kind of think to yourself wait but isn't ice just ice right but you know there's a nuance to it all which yeah definitely wasn't thinking about right and then the pandemic you know I mean that factors into everything so i'm figuring that this probably started in 2019 
you know, because there was a little delay. So then the next year, it's like, oh, and then the, so yeah, I'm figuring it was 2019 when this first started. So we just see that impact of things. It is, yeah, it is super interesting, right? Super in mad intriguing. And, yo, know, just watching that challenge, fuck, people. It is, yo, you, you just need to watch it, right? This is not long. It's 40 minutes, right? It kind of flies by. You know, I ain't going to lie. There's certain info. You'd be like, yo, I'd like to know more, man. But, you know, I think it does get behind the nuts and bolts, as it were. And we have this fascinating look at Norbland and this whole attempt and the mindset around it. Just all of that jazz. It is super fascinating. So, yeah, if you... If you're into extreme sports, right? If you are into Win Hof, if you just like interesting shit, then hold your breath. The ice dive is definitely something you will want to check out, people, for sure. And it's on Netflix, right? So I think most people got Netflix, you know what I mean? Or someone else's fucking password, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, people. You got 40 minutes. Go check this out. It will whew, change the way you look at everything. Okay. And, you know, we're coming to the close on part one of this week's Echo Chamber. But before we do, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of film so here's an interesting one right crazy crazy rich asians you know what i mean it was based on a book series and it did gangbusters right people loved it so you know i think a little while ago we heard that you know they were adapting um uh amy wang's second book in the series right um, no, that's getting done. But now word comes that, yeah, they're looking to do a spin-off, right? So this is from Jason Kim, right? He wrote it. And uh, this one is based on Astrid Young-T, right? The character played by Gemma Chan, Um so, yeah, I think in the end of the film, um, she hooks up with Charlie uh, Charlie Wu, right? Who's played by Harry Shom Jr. And so, yeah, it kind of um, goes into that situation, it would seem. So, uh, yeah, if you were a fan of, you know, the original film, if you like the books... I'm sure that is a great news for you, you know. Um, Frank Grillo, you know, he's, uh, yeah, he's in a, a, a few, he's got a couple of new films on the bubble, right? Um, first, he's, <coughs> 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 whew, 
Oh shit, apologies people. He's in a new film from Brad Anderson called The Dagon. Okay, so in it, he plays a father who lives an isolated rural life. When his eldest daughter comes of age, the family must confront the Dagon, the terrifying, deadly creatures that surround them every night. Uh, this is written by Peter Mate, right? And he's also going to be starring in Branded, right? Um, Karen Kieron Hawks's new film, right? So, um, yeah, that one also stars Alex Pettifer, Maria Bakalova, Tom Hooper. So, um, yeah, it's uh based on a New Yorker article, right? So supposedly Pettifer plays a football player incarcerated for murdering a drug dealer who joins a white gang in San Quentin. Grillo will play the gang's leader, Carter, who sees Taylor as his future replacement. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, there you go. There you go. Um. Also, we got some new films on the bubble. Right. Um, so we've got an a um, biopic. I can't think of the fucking word. A biopic, right? Around Dr. Audrey Evans. Right. It is called Audrey's Children, and this one is coming from Amy Canan Man. Right, so uh, yeah, essentially, right, Evans, she's a you know revolutionary pediatric oncologist, and she's the co-founder of Ronald McDonald House Charities. Right, she discovered groundbreaking treatment methods for pediatric cancer, and put her own career on the line to save children's lives. So that film is coming. Uh, we've also got a new spy film from Pierre Morel, right? It is called Canary Black, and it's going to be starring Kate Beckinsale, right? Um, yeah, um, producing the film is uh, Sebastian Raybould, John Zeus. Rene Tab and Christopher Tuffin, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, Beckinsale plays Avery Graves, a top secret um, CIA agent blackmailed by terrorists into betraying her country to save her kidnapped husband and finds herself turning to underworld contacts to survive. <laughs> And we also have a, um, yeah, a new film, which is being directed by Michael Keaton. Yes. He's also going to be uh, starring in the film. And it is written by Gregory Poria. Okay. So it's called Knox Goes Away. Um, it's produced by Michael Sugar and Ashley Zalter. Right, and um, it follows a contract killer diagnosed with a fast-moving form of dementia who hopes to redeem himself by saving the life of his estranged adult son. 
to do so, he must race against the clock of both the cops and his own rapidly deteriorating mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, David Ayer, he's got a new film, right? It is uh, The Beekeeper, which will be starring a Jason Statham, right? It's written by Kirk Wimmer. Um, and, uh, yeah, supposedly, it says, right, deeply steeped in the mythology of beekeeping, the unconventional story follows a man's personal journey of vengeance, which takes on national stakes. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, okay, okay, oh, dear, um, now, you know, we've just had cans, right? There's bidding wars for films all over the shop. Right now, Warner Brothers have just picked up The Executioner. Right, this is the new film starring Jason Momoa. Right, um, they're saying it's a fun action murder mystery. Right, um, oh dear. They're saying Knives Out meets Lord of the Rings. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, we'll see what happens with that, shall we? Um, now, boy, some of my favorite scores of late have been by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. And uh, yeah, they've just announced that they have scored Bones and All, the new film from uh, Luca um, Gudaganini. Right, he um, directed "Call Me by My Name." You know, it's about um, cannibals, <laughs> starring uh, Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell. So, uh, yeah, I'm down for that for sure. And uh, let us, yeah, let us end on this one, right? So. Last Breath, right? It's new um, deep-sea diving thriller, and it will be starring Simu Yu, Woody Harrelson, and Dijon Hoonsman, right? It follows a commercial diver stranded um, on the bottom of the North Sea with only five minutes of oxygen and no chance of rescue for over 35 minutes. The film is no is a narrative remake of Alex Parkinson and Richard DeCosta's 2019 documentary of the same name. All right, so uh, all right, we'll see how uh, this story gets told, shall we? All right, well, people, that is it for part one. Part one. So there's two more parts of this week's echo chamber, people. So make sure you go and check those out because you do not want to miss what these motherfuckers have to say. So hit the links in the episode information and we will see you shortly.